wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Leah Follett. everybody welcome to our next episode of a quirky journey join us as we share our family's journeys to good health you'll find plenty of inspiration tips and recipe ideas as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families i'm joe witten author of the blog and book quirky cooking and i'm here with my friend and health coach leah follett who is my co-host on this show hi leah hi are you ready to go sure let's go we're going to talk about gaps today, aren't we? We are. We yes. are because that's what you've decided, the path you're going through is gaps. Yep, at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. And it's an exciting path. Yes, and not always easy. But no, I'm going to not. explain why we've decided to do this and mm-hmm. um, hopefully just help you know, impart some information about what it is. I've been getting a lot of questions about it on my Facebook page and my blog. Um, and I just want to explain... We want to explain who it's for, how to get ready for the diet, the lifestyle changes that are part of GAPS, and most importantly, how it feels and how to put it into practice in everyday life because it is an overwhelming thing for a lot of people when they start looking at something like this. It might not be GAPS. It might be you know going on to an um, elimination diet, paleo AIP, all these different diets that are quite... Um, you know, scary when you first start into them. So we're going to have a good talk about all of that kind so of thing. So true, very true. Okay. So what kind of things do you think we should cover today? Have you got okay. some good ideas? Um, <laughs> we do actually well, have some good ideas. Let's start with, um, should we start with our journey and how I came to go through gaps, do that you think? great. Okay, let's start there. Okay, going back for me, um, after diagnosing our first child, William, uh, I started going to seminars and trying to as, gather as much information as I could. Do you want to just explain what the diagnosis was because um, some mm-hmm. people may okay. not have heard the first. All right, sure. William was diagnosed with an expressive and receptive language disorder. I see it as a delay. So it takes him a long time to process information, um, specifically in um, social settings. Mm -hmm. Um, He struggles to communicate a little, not so much now, but back then he did, and also mild autism. So that was his clinical diagnosis. He's a completely different child now to what we had back then. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is that he has grown um, and started hitting those developmental milestones, but I like to attribute it a lot of uh, the additional help and support we gave his body mm. in undoing and detoxifying the um, the body and the brain as well as getting the gut up and going so he can respond appropriately and feel like he fits in without all the anxiety and, and that sort of stuff that's going on for him. So we jumped in and I went to Arms Global, ran a conference in Brisbane and I met a doctor there that was just hitting every benchmark for me he just Mm. what he was saying was true and it resonated and afterwards you know like I just wanted to throw myself at him and hug him (laughs) and not let go I you know like Mm. I was on that journey with him and just to hear a practitioner 
Mm. You know, be so real and be so passionate and yeah. and so, you know, angry at the same time, angry because the information isn't out there, angry yeah. that parents don't know and it's not their fault, so angry that, isn't it? that everyone's on their same journey mm. and that he's just one doctor trying to make a difference and wants to spread the word and, and get it out there. Mm. Uh, so after meeting him, I went on a, a 12 months waiting list. And as part of his program, we saw a um, nutritionist. Mm -hmm. She was a GAPS practitioner. Yep. So we started working through GAPS in that way. Um, a lot of the things, well, not a lot, a couple of things we didn't bring back in after GAPS was the dairy, which don't tolerate, and the legumes. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, it was just the biggest running leap we've ever had in attacking our gut and fixing our gut and therefore fixing our brains and, and you know, the inflammation to this point. And yeah. every time we get sick or we start to feel sick or we start to run, get run down, the slow cooker goes back on and the bone broth and, and we start doing the Epsom salts baths and, and those yeah. things. And we go back to what, what really made the biggest difference. Like yeah. all those other diets before that, they each had their place. Yeah. But until we hit gaps and until we recognize that we have to actually go back to day one of introducing foods and build it up and start again, yeah. we really didn't get that much growth or, or that much success. But yeah. that was our, our turning point it was just brilliant once we found gaps. Mm. How That's did you good. come across it? Well, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think how I first heard of it. It's sort of, I just, it was sort of on the periphery of my vision for a while. Oh, um, okay. So it kept popping up and yeah. you just weren't listening to that tap on the shoulder yeah, you were getting? basically. Okay. It just kept popping up and I, and I oh, have been very interested in a long, you know, for a long time about gut health. Um, and I know that from the things that I've read and the research I've done, I really believe that gut health is the basis for all health and that if you um, have issues with your food digesting properly and you're not able to process the foods properly, then there is going to be health problems. And um, I was fascinated by the whole gut-brain connection. I found that really interesting. And um, I've had a few people like Jude Blarow is a friend of mine and she very she's very um, positive about gaps if it's definitely needed. Obviously not everybody needs to go that far. And I've also had other people recommend it. I've heard it recommended by other people, but I didn't think I needed it. I didn't think our family needed it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we were sort of plodding along with our, you know, food intolerances that weren't too bad. And we were just trying to eat healthy and eat whole foods that would help us to control the food intolerances, you know. And so our symptoms weren't anaphylactic or anything. And it wasn't like, these terrible skin eczema things and there wasn't any, you know, deep depression or anything that we seemed to, or autism or anything. So I didn't think that we needed gaps. And then, <laughs> and then, and then drum life, roll, what life, happened? Life throws a curveball. Oh. Um, about a year and a half ago, my son started having really bad anxiety and it was, it just hit like a ton of bricks and he was only 11, couldn't figure out what in the world was going on. Um, it was totally irrational. It was really nothing had seemed to have actually caused it. And mm. he's always been the sensitive soul, but you know, it was just like totally, he's also a very happy boy. So it was very odd to see him crying all the time. It was very stressful. And it was about the time I was writing my book and I would sit there with him on my lap, um, writing, 
for hours. He would just be on my lap and he couldn't do his schoolwork. He couldn't do anything. And I would have my arm around him all day talking to him and trying to keep him by my side. And when I just couldn't cope and I was in tears, I would send him up to my mum's house two doors up to have a break. But it was really, really stressful. And all I could think of was, you know, we went to the doctor, we tried different things, but all I could think of was maybe his gut is not working properly, that gut-brain connection. So I started doing just on my own, you know, not with a lot of research at that time, I sort of started doing some gap style eating for me and him. And within a couple of weeks, he'd improved so much that he was back to his normal self. He's still, you know, sensitive, still had funny little things like claustrophobia and things that he'd get scared of. So um, I just thought, well, you know, that seemed to work. And I guess all the mummy time and the counselling and stuff helped as well. So I thought, well, we'll just keep continuing on like this. But I was so busy with my book and I was a um, group leader for Thermomix. I was doing homeschooling. I was doing all these things. And it's so easy to let little bits creep in with your diet. And slowly he got back onto bits, little bits of wheat and dairy and, you know, the things that had always bothered him. But he seemed to be okay. But I think for a year of little bits, it built up again. I don't know. This is just my theory. Oh, I think you're right. And then after about two months ago, three months ago, actually, June, um, it suddenly hit again worse than ever, worse than I could ever have imagined. And um, we we did get a diagnosis from the doctor and start working through, um, you know, things with the doctor and counselling and all sorts of stuff. But it was so bad that he couldn't actually... Um, cope and neither could our family. Um, so with lots of help from our support team, which is, you know, doctor and naturopath and, you know, all different people, we started to work through some things. And I talked to people who'd done gaps and decided that I would do it properly. And being myself, I do the whole, let's go gung ho. We're starting tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I didn't. I hadn't really done the research completely. I hadn't read the book properly. I'd read bits of it, but I was just. I need to start now because I, we were just not coping at all. His his um, he couldn't even feed himself. I was feeding. Thirteen years old. I was feeding him. You know, mm. he. I was taking him to the toilet. He couldn't have a shower, get changed, anything. He was so debilitated with this anxiety, and so um, just changing all these things and seemed to be, you know, something that I could do to help. Yeah. Um, and we did do other things as well, but, you know, for the sake of this podcast, I won't go into all of the other things that we did, but, and we are doing, but basically I felt like if we could at least work on the diet, that's something that, you know, whether it helps or not, it's, it can't be bad. And from all the things that I'd read, it really does help people with depression, anxiety, yeah. brain issues, autism, all sorts of things. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought, well, it can't hurt. So, well, um, a big part of that for me is that I don't have, you know, degrees in medicine and, and all these other letters. I have some letters after my name, which mm-hmm. I'm really proud of, but we can always go back to the kitchen. And what we've got in our house, we've got control over. And if that helps and that gets you to another point, you know, that's as good as medicine to me. Yes, exactly. And 
you know, in ancient times, that's what was medicine. It was food. Very true. And herbs and things like that. And um, I think, obviously, there's things in modern medicine that we are very grateful for. But I don't think we need to neglect food because that, to me, it's the biggest thing. Um, you know, you're putting so much food into your body each day. It's a lot more than, it's going to do a lot more than, um, you know, popping a couple of pills in my mind. <laughs> I'm so proud of you as a health coach. That's what you want people to be saying. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was happy dancing and flapping at the same time, just in case anyone needed a visual right now. Just like zing. Somebody else has got it. Someone else has just, it's ringing true from somebody, from somebody else, from their experience. Yeah. Well, I always, I, oh. for years I've always thought, well, what can I do with food that will help? And it, yeah. you know, there's, there's other things. Like we said last week, there's yes. other things that you need to be aware of as well and be thinking about and bringing in, so counselling mm-hmm. and you might need medication, you might need this or that, but the food is so important. Wow. And it's made such a big difference in your life with your family. <gasps> Massive. I mean, and just, it's something just, I've got control over. I feel like I'm contributing. That's right. And if you if you just say, well, who cares about the food and just, you know, let's just stick to medication, you're going to be on a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, yeah, it, it, well, you've talked about it a little bit, but do you want to explain anything particular that you've found with food, how it helped, how it helped your okay. kids? Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about what gaps actually is yeah. and why the difference. So rather than go back and, and pull yeah. apart all the mistakes that I made, let's talk about the more positive yeah, side and the empowering <laughs> side of, of what gaps is. Mm. So gaps is gut and psychology syndrome. So if anyone wants to Google that or, or research it, um, we'll have links at the oh, on our web pages or on, on our Facebook pages. So you'll be able to just click on those. Um, but it's a essentially giving the body the most nutrient-dense food that you can in the most easily absorbed uh, form. So we go back and we start making broths and and soups and slow-cooked things. Mm -hmm. And the intention there in doing that is if you're making your bone broth properly, so cooking them, you know, throwing, and it's simple, throwing bones in a pot with your your, um, veggies and some herbs, bay leaves, that sort of thing, and cooking it for any more than six hours all the way up to 40 hours you are extracting the nutrients from those those bones mm. you use cartilage based bones so that forms the the gelatin and starts to break down those connective tissues so you end up with a uh, a broth that is so full of aminos and um you know glycine is an anti-inflammatory and that's in then in the broth so for most of us that are suffering with a gut brain disorder problem it's inflammation in the gut it's holes in the gut because of the foods that we've been eating so going back and readdressing those things and filling the body and filling that stomach with those things that are like the little building blocks that you need to fix your stomach so then you can move on to those foods everyone needs to be aware that gaps 
you know, for some people, it's going to be a long, long lifestyle change and it's going to be always there because mm. they, you know, like everyone's incrementally regaining their health. But to what extent yes. is it's purely an individual. Some people do gaps for two years and then they start bringing back in those foods that are, you know, on a full gaps diet or outside of the gaps diet. And then they move into, say, autoimmune paleo or a paleo diet or specific carbohydrate diet. So it's a means to an end yeah. and just addressing all the nutrients and, and, and getting getting them in there and getting them absorbing and taking the load off your body. Yeah. So another thing with GAPS is that it isn't just about the food nutrition. It's about the products you use mm. and your house and your home and the chemicals. It's about reducing the body's overall chemical burden. Mm. Um, so then you've got a, a, a chance to recover even further because a lot of people that have the blood-brain disorders have... Uh, you know, a toxic load in their body that yeah. the body just keeps storing. And, you know, I, I like a bucket analogy, you know, like there's only so much you can put in there before it overflows. Yeah. And for me, that was that was the breaking point for, for William. You know, like we had this baby and he was brilliant up until 12 months. By 18 months, we were starting to think, hang on, something's wrong. And by four years, he, he wasn't hitting milestones. So it was a build-up thing. It just yeah. didn't happen overnight. For us? That's what I find too, definitely the build-up thing. Like mm. I can handle, over the years, I've been able to handle a little bit of gluten as long as I keep it low. Mm -hmm. But then after a while it starts to build up and then I just have this great crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of figure that having something like, for me once, I, um, I go to Fouad's restaurant and we've spoken mm. about Fouad from Chickpea and we yeah. love him. He <laughs> has chickpeas and that's not something that's normally on my diet but I'm at a point with my own gut recovery that I know that I can tolerate a little bit of that. But if you gave it to me every day, yeah. it would just start to irritate my gut lining again and then I'd start to have the leaky gut thing come back in and yeah. then the allergies or the histamine problem or all those other things would just start kicking off again for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Um, I don't. What else? I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I looked sorry. out. I looked out the window and saw a butterfly. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, what's that? Um, okay, so, so yes, basically, you um, you've explained what gaps is and what's. Do you want to explain what the difference is with paleo? Or? Oh, sure. Okay, so after our gaps journey, well. During it, we started to realize that there were certain foods that we weren't going to bring in. And I mentioned those before being the dairy and the, uh, the legumes. Mm -hmm. um, so both those things prepared in the right way are quite a nourishing food for some people. Um, because we've already got allergies to those things or sensitivities, we've just got to stay away from them. Yeah. But uh, I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> not a butterfly. I'm not having a good day. It it's a helicopter. It's a butterfly. Where was I? This okay, is so what exactly embarrassing. Is the oh, paleo. Between, That's yeah. right. I was talking paleo. Okay, so we started to look at. Well, where are we? You know, because you're looking at, at cookbooks and you're trying to find the recipe sources and and started googling and I found out that paleo excludes those grain-like foods as well as the dairy does. Now. Yeah. We started following um, Sarah Ballantyne. She's got a cookbook out at the moment. It's called The Paleo Approach. Mm -hmm. um, but it just it limits the um, amount of grains that you're having. And she talks about grains as being uh, buckwheat and chia and um, quinoa. quinoa, those sorts of things. And, well. you know, you can still as well. So you can still have those things in 
other diets and especially in gaps but they have to be soaked and prepared properly but when you start moving into the more paleo style diets you're going back to a more ancestral place um, and from what they're trying to model their their food off and they claim that or I and I believe as well that the stomach hadn't actually evolved fast enough to deal with the amounts of chickpeas that we're consuming or the amount of gluten because it's now in everything so just taking it back to what we know we can pro, you know, process in our bodies and just working that way. Um, you can also look... Sorry? I was just going to say, in my mind, it's, also, it's, it's like, you know, there was the way that grains were first designed were not like they are now. No. You know, the, no. They've been so refined and hybridized and genetically modified and who knows what that they're not recognizable to our bodies. And so that's no. why we have so much trouble digesting them. Mm. it's not the same as it was so no. you know, when and people say well what about you know like in roman times and they had so much yeah. grains and they did fine on that but they did but they were hand picking them yeah so, so it, it was having... to complement the meal it wasn't yes. the meal it's, it was right. that small part that you had to it wasn't you know, it wasn't the bottom effort. of the wasn't the bottom of the food pyramid <laughs> no and it was just it was like the entree yeah. And it was like the special occasion thing. And it was yeah. like, you know, like even when you look at, at um, sort of religion, they take upon breads as being a, a very religious sort of um, symbol, you know. Yeah. So it's it's sort of been revered. I can't imagine that all the way back then that they would be, you know, eating a loaf of bread for, you know, toast for breakfast, toast for lunch, yeah. afternoon tea is a sandwich as well. Plus everything so, else has wheat or, or whatever in it. Yeah. So it's very difficult in our Western society to keep it as a condiment if you're eating a normal diet. It's it's like the main part of your diet. Mm. It's in everything. Yeah. And it's refined and it's not the same. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why yeah. we've sort of had so many troubles, I think. Yeah. And, but, well, I'm, you know, like I'm not a rocket scientist or anything else, but, you know, there's so much information out there and just talking to other people, you, you know, that are looking at their own autoimmune diseases, their own disorders and, you know, like OCD and, and ADHD and schizophrenia and depression and dyspraxia and dyslexia and, and all those other things and just taking stock of the fact that it all comes back to how well you process those foods mm -hmm. and whether the stomach's working. And that's what essentially GAPS is for. It's for all those people and it's giving them the best chance to get back yeah. and, and heal. Yeah. And then once they've done that, go on to find the diet that actually fits you and that resonates with, with your heart and your uh, community and your family and, and going back to your traditions, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Well, that's the game we're playing. That's our game plan. Yeah, What's so, yours? So we're not, <laughs> we're not super worried about being stuck in a box of no. gaps or paleo no. or paleo I, right. AOP or SCD. Mm -hmm. or, you don't have to, um, you know, to me, that's that's our guideline to help us along this journey to try and get some healing. But if we need to tweak things and change things, that's fine. You know, and so it's kind of working out what works best for us. Yeah. It's taking the information and then chunking it down and taking from it what you want. Because yeah. if you're, um, if you pigeonhole yourself and just put yourself in that box, and you know, like then you start getting into a world of trouble. There's um, a um, diagnosis I came across the other day, and I was quite confronting for me was orthorexia. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know. New. Well, oh, is that new, the one with the health thing? 
Um, yeah, it's yeah. the orthorexia where you are so staunch in what you believe to be a good food and a bad food and this is what the diet mm. is. I must only eat those things. You know, yes. like it's it's really important. And if you're dealing with people that have those levels of anxiety yeah. and have those and that need those rules and for everything else, it's like especially autism and Asperger's, it's so black and white. Yeah. It's not a great idea from, from my perspective. It's yeah. not a great idea to say these foods are the only ones you're allowed to eat. You've got to then give them enough scaffolding folding or enough tools to recognize that sometimes those other foods are okay. Sometimes yeah. you're in a situation where you've got no choice and you have to have those things. Yes. But recognizing, always recognizing that it has to be in balance, has to be when you feel right. You don't want to create those rigid rules for those people that have, have got to be able to move forward um, yeah. and create health and balance for themselves. Yeah, I think a lot of times people do get very stuck on the rules and um, it may not exactly suit their body. No, um, you even see that with, you know, like the vegan diet. Sometimes you'll see people so stuck on the rules that, you know, they they actually need some kind of mm. another source of protein or something, and they and they can't because of the rules. Or and, and that's same with paleo. You know, you've got to you've got to be flexible enough that if you see that something's not working for you, you change it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, would you like to? walk a little past with me and maybe discuss how it has the changes that it's made to you so far like what yep. you know like the physical changes inside the house the practical stuff okay what have you experienced so far like how hard it is, has it been all right well um what we did to start and i think this is really important for people to understand is that we've sort of been transitioning our diet for the last 10 11 years and i've been doing a lot of grain free cooking within all the other normal sort of wheat-free cooking. Well, I think that's normal. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been doing that for a fair while. So for me, going grain-free wasn't a big issue. Um, I think if you're not, if you're just in the normal everyday Western diet, maybe you're heading towards whole foods. I think the next step is to go um, gluten-free mm -hmm. and yep. dairy-free. Mm -hmm. um, maybe still have a bit of ghee or something um, if you can handle it and then slowly working towards grain free mm -hmm. and then completely dairy free and all the time working on sugars like cutting down, cutting down, cutting down and keeping them natural and just work on it you know, bit by bit until you get to the stage where you go right now we're ready to do the whole gaps thing because I yeah. think if you work backwards it's a lot simpler than just gung-ho jumping in so when I say I did it gung-ho I already was eating mostly grain-free I was already mostly dairy-free except for a bit of butter and mm -hmm. I was already mostly sugar-free except for a few natural sweeteners so yes. it wasn't so hard for me to go gung-ho no. um, but no if and then once you've gotten to that stage where you're ready to start start on full gaps which there's mm -hmm. a lot more variety and then um, when you know you've got a whole month that you can pretty much be at home, you know, um, not traveling or parties or whatever, then start the intro diet of GAPS. Because we tried to start it, like when I first had all the, um, the you know, I decided, yes, we're going to start GAPS. We tried to start the intro and we kind of did okay for a few days, but then we had to go away to visit my sister in the Northern Territory for a week and so it kind of was very difficult there and then I had to travel to Melbourne for a week and then we had kids had youth camp and you know we, we managed to stay pretty much grain free but we couldn't keep to the exact 
into yeah. the diet because that's very strict. Yeah, life kind of gets in the way. Yeah, so, so you had to do, start over you a couple of times. What's going on? Yeah, you have to forecast ahead in advance what's but, going on but for you. Like you said to me, Leah, it's better to start something than nothing. So yes. even if you're doing full gaps, it's still going to be having some kind of healing process yeah. going and on. You don't beat yourself up either. No. And the best part of starting a full gaps before you go into a gaps intro is that the kids get to a sense of what's coming. Yes. A, and that's so, so important, and your husband gets a sense of what's coming. Yeah. So then everyone's on the same page. Everyone's taste buds are starting to adapt. It gives you a chance to find recipes mm. that, you know, those family members are actually going to eat and enjoy. Well, I had a bit of a win yesterday, a day before yesterday, and mate, I've been working on another paleo bread recipe, and I have one in my cookbook, but the kids, mm-hmm. the kids are okay with it, but a couple of them just my, – my daughter, Cassia, she's really not into nuts this strange little thing and <laughs> she's just not really into that one and it's it's a brown bread you know it's a little bit banana bread texture you know it's not uh-huh. quite real yep. bread to mm. her mm-hmm. anyway so I've been playing with this other recipe that I've been making up and um the kids were so happy with it they said mum this is just like having real bread and they were so happy but I think Aww, they, bless have, them. <laughs> yeah, they have gone away from normal bread for a fair while so their taste buds have probably changed but they were so happy with it and I think it it is to do with um, their taste buds changing. Yeah. And they yeah. are at the stage now where they're really enjoying vegetables. They always liked vegetables but now they're just they're asking for vegetables for snacks. You know, it's not like it used to be where they're asking for cakes for snacks. But do you think that has – well, I think it has a lot to do with um, gluten in general and yeah. dairy and the hold that sugar has on us Yes, as, that's, as, that's far, as, a, too, as far as a, you know, like a chemical response that's going on in the body. You know, it's really hard yes. just, you know, to, to – and they are addictions. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. There are addictions. They are. So it's really hard to break that addiction because once you stop having it, you've got all the cravings and that comes down to, you know, the little – little micros that are going on in your body that are telling you you need those things more. And if you don't feed them what they want, they give off a toxin in your body that Mm. sends you the signal that you must eat sugar and I want it now. And, you know, that whole emotional, you know, Mm. you keep walking back to the fridge, you keep going back to the cookie jar. It's like you're on autopilot and then you get into that area of binging. So having, yeah. The first Mm -hmm. week or two was very hard, mostly the first week Mm. where you just want something sweet. But that's why I had the honey in the ginger tea, just a little bit of honey and ginger tea. And I didn't think, yeah. before I started Gaps, I was like, ha, that's not going to help my chocolate <laughs> yeah, cravings. Yeah, that's not going to, that's not going to I just ain't going to cut it. Yeah. But I'm actually at the stage now where I, I really love my ginger tea with honey. And that gives me that bit of a pick me up in the afternoon or the, you know, when your blood sugar levels are a little bit low or you <laughs> just want something sweet after dinner, it really seems to be satisfying the cravings. So I think... Yeah, your whole body changes so that you don't have that same kind of craving for sugar. It's great. The best thing about the ginger tea is making sure you use your most expensive, most lavish teacup. Yes, and make it a soul nurturing experience yeah. because that's what you're used to doing. You know, that's like right. taking that time out and having that cup of coffee. It was it, it was as much about having the cup of coffee. Yes, as it was the ritual and sitting down and giving sitting yourself down. five minutes to enjoy it exactly. and savor it. That's so, down, you know, for me, I'm such yeah. a visual person. If yeah, I can have too. that teacup and have that moment, it doesn't matter what's in the teacup. It can be hot water That's for true. me at the moment. But 
taking that moment and giving yourself permission that's true. to take time out. I didn't really answer your question about all the different things that we've changed because that's actually going to take a long time and we're pretty much out of time. <laughs> I know. What's I, with that? We oh, just get I can't on, a, believe it. You just on a bit of a rant or a rabbit. Oh, we yeah. just. Mm, but um, how about next week we talk about um, the actual well, practical changes that we've oh, gone through? Should we? Let's do. Let's yeah. do. Let's talk about some products and we'll talk about um, preparing the house and, yeah. and water and suppliers and where to get some things from and yeah. what else. Maybe we can talk about some ingredients. Yes, that would be good. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been a good intro to GAPS just for those people especially who have no idea what it is or who are interested in it and it's like me, a bit on the edge of their vision but they don't really know if it's for them. Um, Again, I would just say that I know it's not for everybody but whether you're doing GAPS or you're just trying to eat healthier, there is that whole feeling of being overwhelmed and I think it's really good to... um, to use that same principle that I've been talking about of one step at a time, um, slowly changing, having the support network, having, um, you know, doing the research, talking to your kids, explaining why you're doing things so your family's on board with you. Um, mm-hmm. Whether you're changing to GAPS or you're just changing to a healthier diet, it's the same principle. Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> And if you didn't hear the first podcast, you need to go back and listen to that one to see how I met Leah and why she's helping me. (laughs) Where the crazy came from. Where the crazy came from. Yeah, where the crazy came from. Definitely. But I just want to say before we finish up, I had a a comment on my Facebook page yesterday that, um, you know, someone sort of felt like I was being a little bit, I think they might have felt like I was being a bit high and mighty with talking about how my kids are eating veggies and how we're doing and stuff. And I think what I just want to make sure people understand is I'm not saying you should be where I'm at. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is we've been through a really hard time this last year or so, and it's been so hard that we had to make drastic changes. And you may not need to do that in your family, um, but we did have to because things were going downhill and they were going downhill fast. And so we, I just said, right, drastic changes, we're doing it. And I, through explaining it completely to my kids, I've gotten them on board because they know they want to help their brother to get well. And they've got food intolerances. My, you know, one of my daughters has candida problems. She has problems with allergy symptoms that we can't get to the bottom of. And so we know that this is going to help because gut gut issues at the, are at the bottom of all of these things. So we need to do this as a family. And when I get excited on Facebook about things that are happening and things that the kids are doing and how they're loving their veggies or anything, please don't take that as a judgmental, you're not a good mum, I am, because that's not how I'm feeling. <laughs> it's more a fact of, um, I'm so excited that we're actually managing to do this and we're coping day by day. So that's all it you're is. You're excited because you're surviving. <laughs> we're surviving. And the kids are eating. They're not going backwards. I you know, honestly, like they're doing all of that stuff. They're getting the nutrient-dense yeah. food and they're having right. a good time. And I honestly expected a lot more of a battle with my kids. I really thought this is not going to be fun. Yeah, but you've got clever kids. I do. And they're beautiful kids. That's you know, true. like, And you just <laughs> give them the information. They're at an age where they don't want... 
They don't want it dumbed down. They no. want to know the nitty gritty. And as long as you give them the information, as long as you're open with them and yes. share it. And, you know, Gabriel, God bless him. He's beautiful. Like he yeah. challenges everything that's on every packet. And he yeah. knows the staff at our grocery store. And he yeah. will go in and interrogate them. And yeah. he want to know exactly what's on there. And he understands because that's part of our language. And that's and part that's of our right. house. And that's so what, making it their language. That's in, right you know, bringing that into their home and, and, and empowering them. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, empowering them to, so that when they grow up, they can make really good food choices and choices in other parts of life because you've given them that um, that ability to question, to research, to look into things yeah. and not to just blindly you, follow the pack. You can't be empowered without education. You that's can't right. argue without the knowledge. It's, yeah. It's not something you can do. You yeah. have to be able to explain yourself yeah. and, and stand up for yourself and, and be happy where you are and just, yeah. just love the ride. No, it doesn't just, matter what the ride is. Just get on board and just go for it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I'm so going to Luna Park now. I'm charged. Let's go. <laughs> Luna Park? That's not fair. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I have to, yeah. I have to catch a ferry. It'll take me a little while to get there, but yay, oh, I can see that. it. We should go. Go for a ride for me. Yeah, okay, All I'll right. do the Ferris well, wheel. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Leah, for your help in explaining the gaps and everything because because I'm still a bit new to this. I know I know the basics, but it's sometimes hard for me to explain, so I really appreciate I, your help. Sometimes it's hard for me to explain. I yeah. lost my train of thought twice. Oh, I well. can't believe that. There was we've butterflies. Got, we've got a butterfly. <laughs> no, well, it's spring and the butterflies went, but we've also got helicopters going over today, uh -huh. and I'm just mindful that... The helicopter. Can you guys hear the helicopters? I Can did you hear, hear it a little bit. I did okay. hear it, but it wasn't well, loud. It, well, it was for me. It was enough for me to go, oh, no, I'm well, podcasting. Worry, I can, How rude. I can hear all the clanking and banging in the kitchen behind my head because the kids are cleaning up, but that's a good thing. Okay. And well, I suppose we, I, we, I better we go. We are and, parents. We are mothers. Yeah, that's right. And, I, I live in the city. That's my excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'd better go and help them clean up the kitchen. So Yay! we'll finish up here, but we'll come back next week and explain more about the nitty gritty of getting started with gaps and um, preparing your home. Um, you know, all those sort, what, what sort of changes we've seen, what's hard, what's been hard and what ways I've gotten around it and ways that Leah, tips that Leah has from doing this for years. So we'll be back. So, um, anything else you want to say, Leah, before I finish off? No, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for, for listening and yes. giving us your time. And, and we do hope you get something out of it. Yeah. Um, bless you. It's brilliant. Yeah. I, I love sharing. Yeah, it's good. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our Quirky Journeys. We hope you enjoyed it and we'd love to hear your feedback and what changes you're making for your health and the health of your family. You can post your questions and comments for us on our Facebook pages. So mine is Quirky Cooking and Leah's is Leah Follett, F-O-L-L-E-T-T. -E and um, you can also post questions and comments on the website, www.thewellnesscouch.com backslash a quirky journey. And we'd also love for you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where, where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available. Keep working on those small changes. We'll be back to share more of our journey with you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Foster Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.